Welcome to the Light and Data Show, everyone. Because we're very grateful that you're here with us, because we're very grateful for all your continuous support. We did want to go online at least a little bit to chat with you, to say hello, and maybe to ask each other some impromptu questions. So this is very spontaneous. And I've been thinking of asking George some decent questions. No, I'm joking. <laughs> We're not going to talk about change management, but that's what we decided. Yes, we just decided with maybe three seconds before we went online that we're going to talk a little bit about change management and specifically change management in the field of data governance. Yeah, any type of data, really. I think we can cover any type of data project, data program. We'll see where the conversation is taking us. But I also want to mention today is <laughs> Women Equality Day, from wow. what I understood. Happy Women's Equality Day. That's perfect. Yes. All right. All right. You have a question for me, George ready to go or should i ask you a question no I, let's tackle the subject of change management yes it's more and more important we hear it more and more often it's really becoming a capability in a lot of companies nowadays why do you think that is why is change management important so i think we've tackled recently a lot of technical aspects in the field of data and not only. And I find that there is a trend towards looking at the people side of things as well. I think we are in an era where we realize how important this, this human factor is, how important people are in the success of projects and implementations. So we, we tend to focus more on that and more and more theor theoretical models and more and more concepts and tools are related specifically to people. I think it's a great time to, to be in the professional field actually because of that. But I'm a little bit biased because I, I have passion towards people and their experience at work, even more than a passion for the results ultimately. And I say that because we spend eight hours at work at least. So it's at least one third of our day. And I think those hours we should feel good. And it's not about having fun. We can, and it's ideal if we can manage to have fun at work. I think it's ideal when we can feel good at work, when we can feel successful, when we can feel empowered, where we feel that we learn. So when these eight hours or more satisfy our, our needs to such a degree that it doesn't feel like work anymore. Can argue with that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But you touched upon a piece that you said you like working with people. I feel that in not that the IT sector or the data sector doesn't like working with people, no. but we are more, maybe we get a little bit more antsy when it comes to a lot of interaction yeah. and change management requires a lot of communication, a lot of interactions with our stakeholders, with yeah. our colleagues. Yeah. So do you feel change management is for everybody or it's more on the business side or just for specific individuals? All of the above, I think. So everybody. I believe that just as we, we say, and I heard you guys on the data field say so often that people need to be data literate or educated in data and to understand the importance of data. I think this also applies to change management ultimately. So I think everyone needs to understand what it means to go through change, what change does to people and how our even our bodies react to change in order to be successful at work and both in, so both at work and in our own, in our personal environment, because we go through change constantly. And if you move to another house, if you change jobs, if your kids start school, if seasons change, so there's change 
everywhere. Sometimes we need to change a habit. So we're going through change constantly. And if we understand the logistics of change, what it uh, mm -hmm. does to us as humans, to our energy, to everything, I think it's, uh, and if we understand also how to and learn how to man change, our change and the change of people, the people around us, I think we, of course, will be successful. I do have a question for you though. It's a very easy one. When did you first hear about change management? Maybe from you. I did. Oh, I am honored. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Then. So let me put I it this way. I always knew that communication is very important. And I was always a proponent of communication mm -hmm. and the importance of communication. I think you can communicate enough, yeah, especially when it absolutely. comes to data governance. And I know when I stepped into the role, that was one of the complaints that I had from all my colleagues, all my stakeholders that they didn't know what's going on with data. What's the state of data? And we, even if it's getting fixed, or even if something's happening with it, they feel that they're not involved. They're not aware of the changes. So I thought, okay, we need to communicate. We need to communicate what we've done, what we're doing right now, what we're going to do, and then tie it somehow to their own areas and make it relevant to them in terms of the messaging. Yes. So I knew communication was important, yes. but then you came along and you told me, you know what? Change management is really more than communication. Communication mm -hmm. is part of it, but it's not its entirety. Yes. To your point though, I would like everyone to acknowledge yourself that even though maybe you don't use the terminology of change management, or even if you don't consider yourself that knowledgeable in change management, you are doing change management or pieces of mm. change management in what you do just naturally because it comes to you. Like George knew that communication is very important to raise, raising awareness and creating that desire to, for people to, to change or to, to move along with what is happening. So you're already doing part of it. What change management does is to bring all these tools together and all these techniques of change management and structuring them in such a way that they're easier to follow. So it's not, in a way, change measurement is not really rocket science. It's something that is intrinsic, I find. And intuitively, we know these things. But when we see them in a book or in a structure or in a, in a visual, then we become a little bit more aware of them and then we do them more intentionally. And okay. what I do want to mention is that there are different tool sets and different techniques, uh, techniques yes. that one can apply. Yes. I want to take a comment here from Adam and he's mentioning Hi. that... Hi, Adam uh, is mentioning that change mm. is not to be feared. It should be viewed as a challenge. Change management, however, is a, a different, must be a well-defined process. Nicely said. And Sahar is mentioning that change gives me energy and motivation. Love it. Love You're it. Lucky. You are lucky, but some people, if we look at the human need psychology, there's two, two of these, the six needs that, that they mentioned there are certainty. And then for other people, variety and uncertainty. So for some people, the need for certainty and for stability is very high as people are going to be uncomfortable in times of change. And that's okay. It's not a problem. So change management is good when it applies and has tools and techniques for everyone. In your case, Sahar, and I think that this is great, you like change. So you like variety, you like diversity, and so do I. I get bored very easily, so I like looking at different things and, and I, I like change in general. And again, change management has tools and techniques for us as well. But, uh, but it's good for you that you welcome change because you, we are living in a time of very much change. Hey, and if you want, Hi, if you want a good change, yes. Hey, Ravid, if you want a good change in your life, follow Ravid. He's <laughs> yes. always creating great Honestly. content, sharing great content. Follow him. Yeah, Ravid is amazing. I think he's ahead of the times. He's leading the change, basically. Yes. 
Francesco has a great question Hi, here. Francesco. How do you define change management in light of the digital transformation organizations currently face? Interesting question. Yeah. Should we talk more about digital transformation because data changes organizations and adds value <laughs> to them? Actually, Francesco, I find that you have already answered your question because yes, in these times of digital transformation, that we saw these drastic, these radical changes through, through COVID where some organizations were able to thrive and to be even more successful mm -hmm. than before. Some did survive and managed to sustain the market, but others or organizations perished and we, we never heard of them since then. Of course, it depended on the field that they were in, but ultimately it was reduced to the, to where how change ready those organizations were and did they have a culture of change is an organization or were those organizations ready to handle change and again change is different we have incremental changes we have radical changes we have medium-sized changes and so on but ultimately i believe that in a for a company to survive in this day and age they have to have the change, the change capability already within them. Actually, I'm, my PhD is that I'm starting now in October is exactly on, on this topic. Okay. How has COVID changed the organizational culture with regards to change? What were the exact treats or I don't know the exact aspects of culture that helped those organizations be more flexible and be able to change faster and easier. And ultimately, how can we actually change culture in order for it to become more change ready? You know, how lovely that he's asking. Yes. That. Yes. Francesco, <laughs> thank you so much. So we briefly mentioned about tools, yes. tools and techniques and quite a few of them. Is there well, one com that comes so. to mind <laughs> that you'd want to recommend to our audience? There's actually four that I wanted to mention. I think I've mentioned it before in our show throughout our episodes, 70 or how many we have, I don't even know. When looking at change management models, there are three aspects of change management that tend to appear in each and every one of them. And one of them is communication that George mentioned before. The other one is training. So basically giving people the knowledge and the ability to be successful in the new state. So with the change and throughout the transition as well. And then the other, the last one was rewards, meaning reinforcement. So how do we celebrate our successes and reinforce the, the, <laughs> the, the behaviors that we would want people to elicit, mm -hmm. right? Because change means change of habits and good behavior. <laughs> no, there's no good and bad. And then, so these are the three aspects that almost every change management model that was created entails. And I, I'm sure that at least the first two are intuitive to you as well. And then the, and then another one that I read about, apparently studies show that the one change management piece or tool that really is correlated with the success of an implementation is sponsorship. And I don't know about you, but when I first, first when I first heard about sponsorship years ago, I'm like thinking, oh, money and budget. But actually in the case of change management, sponsorship means that you have a person that is ideally an executive, but it's a person who also is followed by others that has leverage, not only formal authority, but also informal authority. And when the change has a face or is associated with a face of a sole sponsor, it has more chances of success. 
But if I have an, an executive who says, look, I am doing this and this is good for our company and we will all support you towards doing that, it has a lot more leverage and apparently a lot more chances of success when you have this, this person there. Okay, so you mentioned four, four different tools, techniques mm. that people should be aware of. Yeah. Do you want to mention any one of them? So I said communication, training, rewards, yeah, and sponsorship. Oh no! Oh yeah! Sorry, I did hear that. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> but I thought of the the names that are associated with these as well. So. The Adcar is one of them. Yes, the Adcar model by Prosai is probably the most well-known of all. Then, and Adcar st stands for it stands so it's a acronym. Yes, awareness, desire, knowledge, ability, and reinforcement. Nice. Yes. Then we have Lewin's model. A really satire's model, but she comes from psychology. And I don't know why I said but, because it's actually a great addition to the field of business when we look at psychology and the psychology of change. One of her biggest and most important takeaways, in my opinion, is that ultimately everyone is capable of change, no matter how change open we are or not. Sahar and myself, we like change, but other people like more stability, certainty, and so on. So they don't change that much, but ultimately any, every person can change given the right tools and the right support. I want to take this question from Jennifer. It's very interesting. So, hello. hello, George and Diana. In regards to data governance, do you feel that data stewards should have the responsibility of attending change management meetings? And if so, during those meetings, what would their role be? I think that's a great question. And really good question. And it really depends, of course. But the way I see it is change management needs to be part of any project. Data stewards are often part of these projects, especially because this project would assumingly have some sort of a data component. But even when you're thinking about setting up a new data policy, data standard, all these metrics that are, come with it, new processes and uh, procedures, there's a change component to it, right? Data stewards need to be part of it because data is involved. So they're the subject matter experts in their area and they really know these data sets inside and out. So they're coming in to offer their expertise. So I think that there's a couple of uh, things here. Yes. So to answer it surely, I think they should be part of change management meetings because they're able to provide this knowledge to how to make the message more relevant and to also better understand the impact that the change has also come up with ideas on what we should reward people in this way, or we should communicate in this other way, or the training needs to be catered like this and that. I know you're like the, the wheels, wheels are, are turning in your head. So if you have anything that you want to contradict me on, please do. And then I I'll, and then I can continue. George, I will contradict okay. you online. <laughs> go, go ahead. I'm, if, maybe I did, maybe I understood the question differently, but I will tell you how I understood it and why I'm, I'm I would give a different answer than you have. So if okay. you have a big project. I'm not project, done with the answer, but. You're not on. done. Oh, okay. No. Go ahead, please. I can come back to it. So if, if, let's say we have a big project in an organization, we have project management meetings and whatever. And then if we have a change management responsibles in, in the team and they have strictly change management meetings, meaning how are we going to, to ease the going, the 
the path through change for everyone impacted. I think those pure change management meetings should be between the team, the project team. And the DS steward is part of the project team. When That's what I was trying to get. I might understand this differently because we are when for to me change management meetings is where we talked strictly about about change management not about what is changed not about how processes are changed or how workflows are changed or how tools are i don't know implemented and connected mm -hmm. with existing tools and stuff like that where we're talking strictly about okay who is impacted how are we going to communicate this who are we going to train and so on. So I don't think that in change management meetings, subject matter experts need to be, but rather they're leaders. And if that's what you mean, I totally agree. So in change management meeting, we're not talking about how mm -hmm. we're changing. I, yeah. Process. At least within our organization, we have a lead change agent. That's usually, yes, that top person. Yeah. Uh, but then we also have change management agents without the leader yes. in front. So those change management agents, I think in, in oftentimes they're data stewards. Yes. When time comes for, for to have champions or those change agents, you know, or ambassadors, depending each company has their difference in naming. Yes. Then we bring them in the change management meetings in order to train them on how to guide others through change to guide their departments, their, the, the people that they work closely with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, in that. So maybe we didn't disagree. Maybe I just understood things differently. Okay. Long answer, but Long I hope answer. that gave a little bit of clarity. How? I hope so too. Francesco's mentioning here, does change management also entail good communication? Yes. Bottom line, yes. Which techniques do you use to let people know that change, uh, changes are for their good? how to overcome their fear? These are actually great questions and there are three questions. Yeah, okay. go ahead. <laughs> so the, to the first question, does it also entail good communication? It's yes, communication is the foundation of it. And this is where you start. And if we talk about the ADCAR model, you have awareness and desire and you give people the awareness and you create that desire primarily through, through good communication. And, so you, absolutely. and you can't go into the next steps without tackling yeah, these first, exactly. because if awareness is not there or desire is not there, then there's no point on instilling knowledge into them or creating that ability. Or you, you can bring people to training and they'll do the training, but not understanding the whole context and what's in it for them and what, why are they doing yeah. this? The, it, the training might not stick if the communication has not been um, strong before. So which techniques do you use to let people know that changes are for their mm -hmm. good? It's actually two things. First of all, what would you, how would you communicate to people? That's one question. And how do you let them know that it's for their good? I would say that this is, these are great questions and I would put them as two questions. So the first one, how do you communicate to them? So every company has their different ways of communicating. And in my opinion, we should use all the channels. If your company has a Yammer community, if you can do email campaigns, you can do events, you can put posters up because every single person learns things differently, pays attention to different channels. And I think that we need to cater to all of them. So I would use all the communication channels that you have in, in the company and maybe be creative and come up with others as well or with new ones. And I also think that people learn or become aware of things or integrate information after they saw it many times. So telling a person once 
one thing, especially if it's something new, they will probably forget it. But if they see it written on a poster, if their leader mentions it in their meetings, if they receive a communication via email, if there is an announcement or a post on Yammer, mm -hmm. then they will probably integrate it as well. Um, if the change is for their own good, so what's in it for them? To me, that is an essential part, but also the hardest part. How do I convince someone to change? How do I convince someone that the change is good for them? So of course, using those channels, but it depends from case to case. And I think from target group to target group, what's in it for them for the change? And you know what? Sometimes it we might have to appeal to just them helping others, for example. So if it, that might be it. And I think we need to understand that we are motivated. We are very different and we are motivated by different things. Some people are motivated by being very good at what they do and performing well. Some people are motivated by praise. Basically, we need to point out how they are going to be successful if they do this, how they're going to be more productive if they do this, how they're going to be praised if they do this, how they're, I don't know, something, whatever mm -hmm. motivates them, how they're going to have more appreciation from their colleagues and so on. Because we're different, we're motivated by different things and different things are important to different target groups and departments in an organization. It's great to, to maybe divide the target groups in different and different groups and then see if we can do that. Of Realistically, course, is, I don't think that's possible. Course, so that's course. why I think you need to put the five different motivations into in your, one. Yes, exactly. Your, Absolutely. You know, first presentation and something to, case. something to mention is that change happens at that individual level and needs to be addressed at the individual level. Yeah. And how to overcome their fear. And I think it's very important to mention that yes, people do fear change. So change creates anxiety in people and the stress response. And I think we need to just honor that and be aware of that. So yes, people do fear change and I, by giving them information. So good communication, as you mentioned, Francesco, and giving them the knowledge and the ability that also helps and also giving them support through those champions, through those, through those ambassadors or agents that George mentioned yeah, before. The change management uh, agents. Uh, so hers is asking if you have any recordings or any courses that she can register oh for us. She'll love to learn more about change management. Zahar, I do, I do. We're actually thinking about question. that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I think a great way to start is to just read Hayat. So H I A T. H-I-A-T-S books. They are on the ADCAR model and on change management. And I think, I think that's a great, it's a great start. Also because this ADCAR model from ProSci is a very, it's a very well-known model in change management. So people who have heard at least a little bit about change management, they know, and then you can speak the same languages as, as they do. It's sort of the, the agile slash waterfall for project management. Yeah, so yeah, a very yeah. well-known framework. Yes, that's well put. And I, and Sahara also by reading your questions and what you mentioned today in the chat, I find that you already do a lot of things intuitively and most of the things maybe won't be new to you, but I do find that the change management model puts everything in, in a structure and in an order, and it makes it a little bit easier to follow and you'll be able to implement or to use these tools in any of your initiatives that you're going to be part of. And I, I think that's a great added value, honestly. Adam had a, just a great addition yes. to your full answer there he, to Francesco. And he was mentioning that it's the responsibility of each leader to communicate openly about 
any change to their teams. Mm -hmm. The general announcement will usually come down from the top, but leaders have to help their teams understand the change and convey that they will provide the teams with all the support that they can. Of course. And I would like to add to on top of that, Adam, that as change management practitioners or as people initiating change, we also need to find to provide support to the leaders. We need to, to give them tools and to teach them how to guide their themes through through change and to coach them on how to coach others too. So if we really do state-of-the-art change management, we realize that not only the, the teams go through change, but also their leaders go to change. And also the leaders need, need our support to some degree, maybe through information, maybe through through knowledge, maybe through through other tools and techniques. We have a question here from Mario, and he's wondering if change management should include sustainability. And I think that's that last piece, that rewards piece and reinforcement. So that's what what ensures it keeps on going, that people are still being onboarded, part of the change. Even maybe late adopters is the time we're going to bring them on board. Yes. So this is a great aspect and thinking long-term and sustainably is so important. We, a lot of the times we do change management ad hoc for a certain project and then we're done and we go to the next project and then do change management for that project in, in the in a good case. But if we create in an organization, I think that the long-term goal would be to create a culture of change, a culture where people know how to guide themselves and the people around them through change. That would be ideal, of course. So if I think your aspect has two, your question has two aspects. So yes, when we plan a certain project and an initial initiative, our change management should include this project and these changes long-term, right? So the change management tools that we employ for one initiative, they should not necessarily end at the end of the project, but they should continue. So people continue to adopt whatever we're, we're implementing or initiating. And secondly, Creating a culture of change is, it's, I'd say, the ultimate goal, a culture where people are not afraid of change, where they feel supported through change, and when they understand how change works. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you, everyone, for sticking <laughs> with us on this impromptu topic yes. <laughs> and for <laughs> for bearing with the change. Everyone, thank you very much for your input, and thank you for your interest in, in change management and for doing all the great work that you're doing and for your questions. We wish you a wonderful weekend. The last weekend of summer. Oh, no. No? No, well, I refuse August. it. Oh, you refuse. Ah, okay. You are not. <laughs> you don't agree. <laughs> no, I'm not ready for that change. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> bye, everybody. All Have right, a great weekend everyone. ahead. Thanks so much.